Noah's window. Um, for Friday, we're going to go back to the Old Testament again. Yeah. And we're in the Minor Prophets. And this time we're looking in the book of Joel. And I was doing a little reading on Joel. And uh, there's not a whole lot of... Um, um, there's not a whole lot definitive on the exact date of Joel, uh, but they, the scholars do think it might have been one of the earliest mm-hmm. uh, prophets. And um, it's a short book. Well, you know, not to get into history, and I'll try to make this yeah. real short, but just to give us a little context for this. There are two, the, the kingdom splits. Mm-hmm. After, after Solomon's death, the northern kingdom, the ten tribes became known as Israel. They were always idolatrous. The southern kingdom, two tribes, was known as Judah, and there were uh, the city of Jerusalem was there. So you have Israel and Judah. Israel is going to go into captivity because of their sin, well before Judah does. Mm-hmm. So when we when we get into all these prophets, they're prophesying at different seasons. Like we had Daniel. Daniel is prophesying at the end yeah, after really both late. after both right. kingdoms have gone into captivity. You have some prophets who are going to prophesy to Judah because Israel's already gone into mm-hmm. captivity. But what we think with Joel is Joel is very early and neither kingdom has gone into captivity. I mean, God is giving them prophets to get them to turn around. And he mentions the temple and, and some other particular things that make it make it uh, presume that he was in the southern kingdom. You know, some people, Mary Alice, when they read the Old Testament, they, they, they see God as being very uh, overly judicious or judicial. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, they see him being merciful. But like I shared at New Spring some time back, I don't remember, it may have been on a Wednesday evening, I think, now that I think about it. But the Old Testament comprises about 4,000 years of recorded history. In the New Testament, outside, just if you took out just the birth of Jesus and, and started with his earthly ministry, which most of the New Testament really begins with, it really only covers about 50 or 60 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, often when people read the New Testament, they they don't see the fact that in the Old Testament, God gave those people oftentimes decades, even centuries of opportunity mm-hmm. to turn around. And the reason why I'm taking time with this, is I know where you're going in the Bible today, and, and you're going to be taking us to one of the most beautiful places in the Bible where God says to his people, we have a problem, but you've got to you can turn around. You still have time. Yeah. Well, and, and as Mark said, this is such a beautiful verse. It's in chapter 2, verse 13, where, the, where God is speaking here. And he says, don't tear your clothing in your grief, which was their custom. Mm-hmm. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. And then he goes on to say, he, God, is eager to relent and not punish. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite lines in the Bible. And I got to tell you, when I say one of my favorite, it's not like Mark being Mark with all the hyperbole <laughs> and everything favorites. is my favorite. Right. No, I mean, this is one of my favorite lines in the Bible because it just really does show us what a wonderful parent our mm. Heavenly Father is. Mm, that's good. I think most of us as parents know what it means to be eager to relent and not punish. Mm. You know, when I was a kid growing up, my parents, when they would spank me, they would say, this is hurting me more than it hurts you. <laughs> I never believed that. Mm-mm. Didn't believe it till I was a parent. Mm-hmm. And then I understood we will do just about anything we can to keep from having to uh, bring discipline in the life of one of our children. But the Bible tells us, and Jesus said this, when he compared our us as earthly parents to our heavenly father. He said, if you're evil, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father give good gifts to you? And the reason why I go there is if we as human parents are eager to relent and not punish our children, 
wow, does that give us a vision mm -hmm. of our God, mm -hmm. you know, loving us so much. The last thing he wants to do is to punish. Which is so opposite to what a lot of people think, oh, because yeah. a lot of people have this view of God that he's just kind of poised, waiting to smash us, mm -hmm. just waiting for us to stumble or to trip. And that's so wrong. That's a that's a lot of Satan. I think we I think people sometimes and it's just a human thing, but I think we measure God's intentions by the darkness of our sin. Mm. Because we felt like if we've done something so wrong, then the response to that would be such a horrible judgment. But we need to see God as defined the way the scriptures define him here. I mean, if you go back right before it says he's eager to relent, the Bible says he's filled with unfailing love. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and just to kind of circle back around and, and, and talk a little bit of, uh, in, uh, in contrast to what we earlier talked about, about forgiveness versus license. Mm -hmm. And again, I think this is a great example because God is eager to relent and not punish, but that's based on our repentance. It's yeah. not God saying, I'm going to rubber stamp anything you want to do. No. Well, you know, the Bible is balanced. There's a symmetry because oftentimes there's a, a, a time where God says, do this and I'll do this. Mm -hmm. So, the beautiful line that we were looking at a few moments ago was where God's was eager to relent and not punish. But to me, that corresponds to what we read in the first part of that text where God says, don't tear your clothes, right. tear but your tear hearts. your heart. Right. And if you study the people of Israel and Judah, you'll find out that oftentimes when they were in trouble, they would make a show of repentance, which was tearing their clothes mm -hmm. and maybe the even ashes. putting on sackcloth mm -hmm. and ashes. But a person could do that and not be sincere. Right. They could just be in trouble. Right. But tearing our heart means something's wrong with me and I'm going to admit it and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to humble myself. Mm. You know, uh, I really think those two lines go together to tear our hearts. That's repentance mm -hmm. and God being eager to relent and not punish. It's so powerful. And I just want to um, end with what comes right after that, because as he says, he's eager to relent and not punish. Oh, yeah. He says, who knows, <laughs> perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing. Yeah. Instead of this curse. So if, we, if our heart changes, instead of punishment coming our way, a blessing will come our way. It's got to be one of the most beautiful lines in the Bible yeah. where it tells us the intentions of God. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want to punish. He wants to bless. That's his nature mm -hmm. to bless. Punishment is when the opportunity to be a blessing is taken out of his hand. Mm. And I just can see God holding this blessing yeah. in his hand, just waiting to give it to us. If we would just turn to him. Yeah, because it, it, it's it's uh, like I, I love what you said a moment ago about what a turnaround this is, because it would be enough if God said, you know, I've got the paddle right here, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want to I don't I don't want to give you a paddling. You know, <laughs> I, it'd be one thing to put the paddle up, but it's something else to put have the blessing in bless his hand. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. really does show us the intentions of our God. But mm -hmm. I, I, I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite parts of the Bible. And every time I preach this, I think I preach this. In fact, I know I preach this text in a sermon where I talk about uh, coming back after going through that, that season of kind of whatever that was, nervous exhaustion mm -hmm. or breakdown or whatever it was that I went through like 12 years ago. But uh, I, I know I preached it here, but I've preached it all over the all over the country uh, since that time. This is just a wonderful text. Mm. Well, and I know it's going to encourage your heart like it's encouraged ours. And uh, I love going through these minor prophets. Yeah, you know what? They're they're only minor because the books are small. small. Yeah, <laughs> it's major truth in a minor minor prophet. Uh, mighty things come in small packages. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, just Bible information. Right. 
when you when you contract contrast the size of a book like Joel with mm-hmm. relatively few chapters against Ezekiel or Jeremiah or uh, Isaiah, you know, Isaiah has about 66 chapters. So again, just want to make sure everybody understands they're not minor because God didn't think they're important. They just don't. And and they're not arranged chronologically. No. Yeah. So, well, I hope that blesses you today to just think about how much God loves you. He's holding that blessing in his hand Mm -hmm. to give to you. We just need our hearts to be right with him. And he's eager for us to have our hearts right with him. He's just waiting for us to do that. And on that thought today, Mark, would you give us a word of prayer? Father, we are so thankful that your word tells us who you are. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, blunt the messaging of Satan that tries to make us believe that you just want to punish us. For God, you are a loving God and you ask us not to be stubborn. So Lord, we just want to hear that full message today from your word. And Father, I do pray for that person who might be watching Noah's window today that has gotten out of your will, maybe kind of wandered off from the path. Oh God, help them to know that you're loving them, wanting them to come back now, that you want them to come back, not to turn themselves in for punishment, but to be in a place where you can bless them. Father, we love you. We ask that you will work in our lives today. If there's something that you need to teach us, may your Holy Spirit find fertile soil in our hearts. We ask your blessings on this Friday and throughout the weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I know we're in the middle of this Christmas series, so I just hope that you'll be on campus with us or online with us this weekend. You don't want to miss a single week. This uh, Christmas series has been phenomenal. And I wanted to mention something else that I put on my Facebook page today. So uh, sometime in the last week or two, I think it's been a week or so, um, we were listening, you know, I'll pull out my Christmas music because it's, right. it's after Thanksgiving, so I'm listening to Christmas music, and there's a song that I dearly love, and the um, original recording we had years ago, we've long since lost, and, and we're looking for that, but our team did that song a few years ago. Anyway, it came up on the playlist, and I was just mentioning to Mark, you know, our team did that so much better. I want to I get that version of it on here, so I'm looking for it, and I thought, oh my goodness, we have so much wonderful Christmas music that our team has done at New Spring. And I would love to just get it all in one place so that I could listen to it as my Christmas playlist throughout this season. You know, our team puts so much into Mm -hmm. each and every week uh, all the time. But during the Christmas season, you don't get to listen to it very, very often. I mean, it's not something they can rotate all year long. So all that to say, they created a playlist that contains uh, the Christmas songs that they've done over the last several years. And I'm going to post that here on our uh, on our video today in case you want a quick uh, 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 shortcut to that. And trust me, it's phenomenal. I just and, and it brings back memories to me of, of each and every year when we had these fantastic services. And, and anyway, you don't want to miss it. So I hope you listen to that Christmas playlist. That's the New Spring Kansas worship team. Well, we, we really are in an exciting season, and yes. it's going too fast. This weekend at New Spring, it's called Supporting Cast. Mm-hmm. Week one was produced by, last week was directed by, this week is Supporting Cast. It, it's just a great message. I, I'm looking forward to being there myself to, to experience this message. But again, it's not too early to start inviting your friends to be yes. part of Christmas Eve. We have seven different Christmas Eve services this year, and this is brand new, hot off the press. We did not see this coming. But a door has opened up for us to be on many stations around the United States, New York, San Francisco, Salt Lake, Dallas, Houston. We just didn't even see that coming. 
but our God is an awesome God and great opportunities. I have more to say about that. Oh. So if you're at New Spring, you'll hear about it this it's weekend. It's going to be big. And this is going to air on Friday morning. So living nativity should still be going on. That's right. Um, so weather permitting, as far as we know, as you're watching this, you should still be able to come and see the living nativity. If you haven't already, it's going to be phenomenal. And you don't want to miss it. Um, it is an experience. I say this all the time. I, I, I'm so blessed to be pastor of New Spring, but I just think I'm blessed to be a member of this church. I mean, <laughs> isn't it awesome to be part of a church that just really does not just celebrate Christmas, the holiday, but celebrate the entire Christmas season. Yes. You know? It's awesome. So I hope you can join us and we'll look forward to seeing you here on Noah's window again next week. That's right. See you Monday. God bless. See you soon.